This is a daily podcast called Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and let's do just that. Let's get these blessings started. I want to dedicate today's podcast to Saba and her daughter, Sydney. Sydney is a real estate tycoon, so those ladies are living their best life right now. God bless them. Awesome, awesome. Okay, let's get busy. Despite many attempts over the centuries to pinpoint the time of Jesus' second coming, God's word stands. He will come in an hour that you do not expect. Yet, this is how he always works in our lives. He acts in his timing, not ours. And that is why it is so important for us to be prepared and walking in the center of his will at all times. Whether we witness his glorious return or we die and go to heaven, we could even see him today. So honor him always keeping that in mind he will come at an hour that we do not expect amen okay i've got a lot to say today so i'm going to combine say and pray and call it spray (laughs) let me spray you with this knowledge. The Bible asks, do we have a role to play in communicating God's truth to others? Absolutely, 100%. Listeners, God never wants us to keep what he teaches us to ourselves, whether it is money, insight, or truth. He wants us to share it with others. There's a tremendous blessing to be gained by opening our hearts and lives to those who need to know about the unconditional love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. The truth is Jesus commands us to make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Just before he ascended to heaven, he told his disciples, You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And that's from Acts chapter 1. He never intended for the disciples to keep the truth of his word stored away in personal reservoirs of knowledge. Instead, he instructed them to give away all they received from him. And he commands us to do the same. Paul also admonished Timothy, his young protege, to communicate the truth that he had learned to others who would in turn pass it along. And elsewhere he noted that we are ambassadors for Christ. So I'm quoting from 2 Timothy and I'm quoting from 2 Corinthians. The sole purpose of an ambassador is to relay the policies and decisions of their superiors to the people of the countries where they serve. 
we have an obligation to divine, to declare the divine plan and scriptural policies of our master. Each of us communicates something by what we say and don't say, by what we do and fail to do. A father who never reads the Bible is essentially telling his family that he doesn't care enough about the Lord to study his word. His lack of desire in this area sends the message that he believes he's smart enough to make his own decisions apart from God's input. The child who never sees her parents praying mistakenly learns that trials and tribulations can be handled without any direction from the Lord. And this assumption, listeners, is totally wrong. On the other hand, a father who tells his family, we're going to trust the Lord to provide us with what we need, declares that God can be trusted in every facet of life. When children hear their parents praying, they quickly learn to trust God for every detail. They grow up viewing him as very loving, the God who has the very best in mind for their lives. Even when we remain silent, we subtly are stating something. Although the Apostle Peter recognized the Gentiles as rightful recipients of God's grace, he developed the bad habit of withdrawing from them during meals. His fellow Jews soon picked up on his prideful practice with the result that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. Without a word, Peter had effectively sent a message that the Gentiles were inferior. Listeners, we must honestly evaluate our responses to the Lord's commands. Are we deliberately and daily applying what he has taught us over the years? When we comprehend the truth, are we conforming ourselves to the image of Christ? Are we then communicating this truth to others? Answer those questions. Obedience always brings blessing. And God blesses us so that we might bless others. Amen. Stay right there. I've got more to spray. <laughs> And now reading from my Charles F. Stanley Bible Principles, Mark chapter 4 tells us how adversity reveals our level of faith. When hardships come our way, do we respond, God, I trust you to bring me through this? Or do we tend to say, I'm doomed and there's nothing that anybody can do? At one point, Jesus allowed his disciples to sail straight into the path of a horrific storm. 
These men were seasoned fishermen, but the intensity of the waves and the wind caused them to believe that they would die on the Sea of Galilee. Yet Jesus had a plan and it did not include their destruction. The Lord taught them a tremendous lesson of faith. He had instructed them, let us cross over to the other side. They should have taken his statement as assurance that they would have a safe trip. He certainly was not worried. In fact, he was fast asleep in the stern of the boat when the wind picked up the waves and threatened to sink their tiny ship. All of them panicked and cried out, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? How many times have you felt the same way? Life turns stormy, and no matter what you do, it seems as though you will perish. And you're going to cry out, Don't you care, Lord, that this is happening to me? God, don't you love me enough to do something about this hardship? The disciples woke Jesus, and immediately he rebuked the wind, and a great calm settled on the lake. Then he turned to his disciples and said, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Listeners, God has given to each one of us the ability to trust him. And he expects us to use this to overcome doubt, to overcome fear, to overcome anxiety. Many times, these feelings accompany adversity. Our trials tempt us to think that the worst is going to happen, and we wonder if we will ever recover. The devil loves to tell us that all hope is lost and that we will never achieve our goals, but his words are pure folly. As we see in Scripture... Jesus has authority over all things. He is in control and will cause all things to work together for good for us. Therefore, we must stay the course. We must continue to trust. And we must know that because Christ is with us, we will make it to the other side. No matter how serious the difficulty, we will recover, listeners, and our final state will be better than anything we have experienced. I love to hear that. Allow adversity to spur your faith to action rather than into question. When you do, you will find that it reveals areas in which you need to act in confidence rather than fear. When hard times come, instead of running for cover, make a commitment to trust God. Because the more you depend upon Him, the greater your faith will grow. Let me repeat that. The more 
you depend upon him, the greater your faith will grow. I'm raising my hand. I can attest to it, listeners. That's a true statement. We learn more in our valley experiences than we do on our mountaintops. Trusting God means looking beyond what we can see to what God sees. Amen and pray with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Listeners, when we get into some trouble, we are not to question his love. We are not to question his ability. And despite our lack of faith, He will always reach out his hand and save us. Amen. Stay right there. I'll be right back with some more prayers. Trusting God day by day says... When Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, he not only forgave everything we had done in our past, but he also committed himself to forgive every sin that we would commit in the future. He knows every wrong decision we will ever make, and he covers them. All we have to do is admit our sins, Be willing to turn away from them and stay in relationship with him. When God looks at our sins, he sees our faith in Jesus, who is our perfect sacrifice, not the sin we just committed. Because of this, what God really wants from us is not perfect performance or perfect behavior, or perfect attitudes, he already sees those things in Jesus on our behalf. What God wants from us are hearts that truly love him. Amen. Trust in him, listeners. God's not surprised by anything you do. You can trust his love and forgiveness because he knew about your mistakes long before you did and he wants you anyway. So so today, determine to stop remembering what God has forgotten 
and focus instead on loving him. God wants hearts that truly love him. Amen. In God's way, day by day, it says it was God's battle. John chapter 15, verse 5. Without me, you can do nothing. There were hundreds, maybe even thousands of trained Israelite soldiers who were much more qualified to do battle with Goliath than David. But their response to Goliath's threats was paralyzing fear, stress, and frustration. David, on the other hand, he didn't seem to be upset at all because he knew it was God's battle, not his. Amen. Apart from the Lord, he knew he didn't stand a chance. But with the help of the Lord, he was confident that everything would turn out right. Listeners, I'm praying that you have the same confidence that everything is going to turn out right. Amen. And God's promises, Psalm 25, verse 5. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. Though change is good, it's rarely easy or pleasant. We're most interested in pursuing the comfortable route. We prefer the road more frequently traveled. Everything within us scrambles to stay on trails already blazed but God often leads us down unknown paths that are filled with narrow passages and lots of surprising turns. Operative word, God leads us. That's all you gotta know. That's all you gotta worry about. Okay, commanding your morning It says, what if? What if God decides not to move as you expect or has a different timetable? What if God realigns your life such that you will not have any crutch but him? Can it be possible that God will accomplish the words that he has spoken to you or about you in a different manner than you have imagined? No matter what the answers are, you have to look at the end from the beginning and come out with an answer that agrees with kingdom mandates. None of this can really be done until you are practiced in the art of spiritual knowing, something that only comes through praying until you get the answer. Pray with me. Father, I press into you today for the answers I seek. I welcome your response, even if it is different from what I expected. 
I trust you to fulfill your promises to me in whatever manner you see fit. I wait patiently for your timing. In the name of Jesus, amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Cindy Trim. That was good. And God's purpose for your life. I always say, you got to know it. (laughs) And it's talking about moving God's way. Psalm 62, verse 7. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. My refuge is in God. Okay. Today... I want you to intentionally move toward God. He most certainly is drawing you to him. So tell the Lord how you feel, what you desire, where you hurt, and even why you believe there is pain in your heart, even the tiniest bit. Then, Read God's word with your eyes wide open to the ways the Lord wants to speak to you personally. At times you may feel as if God is answering the very questions of your heart as you spend time in the scriptures. This is the Holy Spirit working in and through you. And you're likely to discover the wise counsel that you need. So read the word with your heart wide open to the work that God desires to do in you. As the Lord reveals areas of woundedness, areas of sin, areas needing improvement, areas of challenge, or areas what you have asked him and how you've asked him to lead your life. All of this will be revealed. Be aware that he doesn't usually address issues at the symptom level. Rather, he will go for the root, the most profound ways that he desires to transform you. So therefore, Be willing to be open and transparent in the Lord's presence. Be open and transparent to repent. Be open and transparent to do whatever he asks. Because this is the way to take hold of the hope that he has for you. Jesus, my heart is open to all you will say. So draw me near, draw me near, draw me near. Amen. I'm telling you, listeners, I'm telling you from my heart, where there is faith, there is love. Where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is love. Where there is love. Oops, I blew it. 
oh my God, where there is peace, there is God. And where there is God, there is no need. Amen. Faith, love, peace, God, and no need. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to pray with me today. We just got these blessings started. This is going to be a tremendous week. Every day we're going to plant seeds. And we're going to see them blossom right in front of our very eyes. So get ready. Put on your seatbelt. Jesus, take the wheel. Bye for now.